Ah, we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up, then buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> What's up, everybody, man? Big Fish Podcast, OG. We're back for another one. Uh, excited about this one. Excited about all of them, you know, but this one is one that hits close to home. Well, they all hit close to home. What am I talking about? But first and foremost, I want to thank everybody for continuing to listen. I want to thank everybody that's been sharing it with your friends, family, your circle, people at work. You know, whoever you feel like can benefit from hearing some of these thoughts, having some of these conversations, and so on and so forth. So we're going to get right into it. So this is one of those topics that I'm sure a lot of you have been on one side of the fence or another, or perhaps even both. But we're going to talk about the dynamics between mentors and mentees. Whew. And why things tend to do well. And why sometimes things may do not so well. And how sometimes it can breed for confrontation between the two. Um, but we're going to get right into it. So when it comes to mentors and mentees, you know, obviously a mentor is somebody that we're going to look up to in a lot of different ways. And we usually look up to them. And even though they may be helping us in one area, you know, we tend to look at up to them across the board. So let me give you an example. If um, I have a trainer that I look up to, you know, they're an excellent trainer, then typically, you know, I may, there's some other areas that I may look up to them as well. You know, maybe they have a successful business, maybe just their views on life, all these different things, you know, especially with a trainer, you go to your trainer for relationship advice, everything else. And it's funny that I use this example because my boy, I was having a conversation with him, Tafari, and he owns a gym. I'm sure you all have heard me mention him before. So he owns a gym, and he also has a couple other businesses that he's working on, getting off the ground. Um, a couple of them have already gotten off the ground, but, you know, just obviously, you know, continuing to push them, market them, sell them, make them successful. And with that, you know, you sometimes need somebody else's guidance and advice. So with mentors, a lot of times we choose our mentors. You know, we decide that, hey, this is a guy that I'm willing to buy into, you know, and, and the mentors, I guess, should, you know, I have to choose mentees as well. But this particular instance, we were talking about my boy and his relationship with a mentor and nothing that, you know, we're going to say throughout this entire episode, it's not just focused on, you know, their, their, the dynamics of their relationship. It actually is more so of all the things that came about from us just having a conversation about mentors and mentees in general. 
So some of the, the first instances or some of the first things that we brought up when we were having that conversation is um, the understanding that it can be very troubling. Is troubling the right word? Um, it can put you in a very difficult position sometimes when you put so much belief and trust in a mentor where you almost look at them like a, a godly figure, like they can do no wrong. Oh my God, they're so successful. They tend to make it look easy. And, you know, certain things that you're struggling to get to and that are very challenging because you've, you know, started the, maybe the first couple steps. When we look at these mentors, we have this, you know, almost Superman effect, you know, these goggles on where everything that they do, they can do no wrong. And this is why I said before earlier, sometimes because they're so successful in one area, we look at them across the board as, hey, whatever they're saying, like, this is what we should do and let's move forward. But on the other end, <laughs> that can present a bit of an issue. Um, it can present a big of an issue as you go along in your mentor-mentee relationship for a few different reasons. And that's what we're going to get into. And so I, I wrote down a list of some of the issues that mentors, you know, some of the issues that I see that mentors may have with mentees. And I'm just going to go down the list, you know, maybe comment on some a little bit more than others, but then just kind of use these as an outline, you know, some points that we can have the conversation with. So some of the issues that I see that mentors have with mentees are when a mentor tells a mentee to do something a certain way. That works out usually in the beginning, where in the beginning, listen, you want to do, and I want you to tell me exactly how you got to this point, and I'm going to do exactly what you tell me. However, as things go on, we're all individuals. And a lot of times, when your mentor is teaching you something, they're teaching you something how, where they were in particular situations where they had to go away from what they were being told in order to step out and be successful on their own. So you always have that in the back of your head. But in the beginning, you just want to, hey, I just want to do everything that they're telling me, do everything that they're telling me. But then you get to a point where if you don't do something exactly the way that your mentor told you, that can present an issue, you know, because then it comes across as a few different things. And I've been there, you know, where your mentor may think that, you know, you're not as coachable or, um, yeah, we'll leave it there. All right. So the next, <laughs> the next point is not giving the mentee the opportunity to try a new way to succeed. As times change, you know, it, it, there's just a different landscape of, of things. There was no social media maybe when your mentors were growing up. So therefore, you know, this kind of follows up with the last point where if you're not doing something exactly as you were told, because this may have been the way that your mentor did it and your mentor feels that, hey, this is how I did it. This is how I was successful. And a lot of times successful people are people that are, you know, very not stuck in their ways, definitely not stuck in their ways but passionate about their ways. And I want to be clear because for anybody to be successful, I think they have to um, be able to pivot, you know, be able to pivot, be able to adjust to new circumstances. 
However, successful people are very passionate about what they believe at that particular time. Not to say that they can't get swayed another way or with new information, they won't change their thinking. But what they're thinking at that exact time, they're very passionate about it. So when you couple that with the fact that things may be totally different in this society where, hey, there's social media, you know, maybe it makes a little bit more sense not to knock on this door than to, you know, put out some ads <laughs> on social media. And instead of reaching out to, you know, three people in a day, you know, maybe you could reach out to 30,000. I don't know. This just an example. Um, and not to say that the 30,000 way is the, the one to go. Um, these are just some of the, the problems that can occur with the dynamics of the relationship. You know, as times change, the mentee may think that their particular way of doing something may be a little bit better and they may understand social media better to the point where your mentor may not and may not want to even, you know, they may, it may be intimidating for them to learn something totally new. So it's just something to think about. The next point that I have is smart versus wise. And smart people I see as people that, you know, can read books, you know, listen to other people, listen to other people's experiences and learn something. You can be taught something without necessarily having to go through it yourself. However, wise people, difference between smart and wise people, I see as the experience, the experience of going through the actual journey, going through the trial and error and understanding, you know, so it's, you know, you can understand an answer. You can get to an answer, but understanding why that is the way this is the answer, why this is the answer, that comes with a lot of experience at times, and that's what makes you wise. So, of course, we don't necessarily want to have to touch the hot stove to learn that we shouldn't touch the hot stove, but it's not always as simple as that in certain cases. And, and a lot of times you want to go through this particular journey because there's going to be a lot of other small gems that you're going to pick up along the way. And they may not impact you right then and there, but they may impact you along your journey. So therefore, it's very important for, you know, the mentee to be able to go to, through a lot of these experiences on their own and for the mentor to be OK with that and to understand that, hey, I had to go through it as well. Uh, now, we don't want, it, there has to be some sort of balance because at the same time, and that balance comes with trust. So, and, and trust and transparency, I should say, because the more you have to, you have to tell them everything about that particular journey as a mentor that I went through. So that way I can give them the experience as if they're almost having it themselves. But there has to be some sort of balance because at the end of the day, I totally understand you know, hey, if I told you not to touch the damn stove, why did you touch the stove? Now you burned your hand. Now, So we get it. So let's move on to the next point. Mentors not being willing to relinquish control to the mentee to make decisions for the two if they're partners. So let me explain that. Like a lot of times in situations where even in my particular situation, my mentor became my partner. And in the beginning of our relationship, you know, the plan was for always to, hey, you're going to be making a lot of these big decisions because you need to make them. You need to take that last shot at the end of the game. You need to feel because if you don't take it now, then you're not going to feel comfortable 
You know, if you don't, if you're not used to taking the last shot in middle school and high school and college, how are you going to feel comfortable taking that last shot when you're in the in the NBA? You know, taking that last shot in soccer and MLB, you know, being in those pressure packed situations, if you're not, if you've never been in them, then how can you be prepared for them? There's almost, there's only so much teaching. Like somebody can teach Michael Jordan or, or Kobe, you know, okay, so this is what you do when you get the last shot. But they've been taking the last shot, big shots their entire career. So they're prepared for that. You can't just tell a kid you don't ever have to take a last shot. But, you know, these are the feelings that you're going to feel. You're going to be a little nervous. You're going to be, you know, a little anxious. It's going to be a lot of stress. People are going to be cheering. People are going to be booing. All, you have to go through it. You have to go through it. You have to learn. That's part of the process. So, <laughs> you know, so, so as a mentor, you have to be willing to relinquish control at certain times. And you have to have, just like I talked about trust, in the last point, you have to trust that your, your coaching and your training, you know, put them in a position to where they can handle that last shot, where they can handle that big decision. Because at the end of the day, if they can't, then that means that you did a bad job preparing them to be a leader. You only prepared them to always follow your lead. And that's not what a true mentor should want out of their mentee. You want them to be better than you. You want them to be able to make the decisions with or without you. I'm on their own. You're not going to always be in their lives. So that's definitely a big, a big issue that I've seen that can uh, be a little bit tough to handle in these relationships. The next point. Mentors thinking that <laughs> they are always going to be smarter than their mentee. So their way is always going to be the right way. This goes back to the previous point that I mentioned with, with times changing. Um, you can't, just because you're the smartest person in the room or you feel that you're the smartest person in the room doesn't mean that you have, that you're, you're best suited or you are going to make the best decision all the time. And does it even matter? And when I say does it even matter if it's the best decision because the mentor when you take on a mentee, your job in that particular role is to build up your mentee. Is to build, so part of that building them up is going to be allowing them to make choices and decisions for you all that may or may not be the best decision, but the ability to learn from them. And that's what all of these points have really focused on. So... That's when it can get a little bit dicey when your mentor is your partner, because obviously if we're a partner on a team and we're you know, business or anything else, we want to win. So are you going to be willing to let your mentee take that last shot when at the end of the day you feel that you have all the experience and you may be a little bit more skilled, you know, to to. To take the last shot, but at the end of the day, like we said, if you never allow them to take that last shot, they're never going to be prepared and have the confidence that is needed for them to be successful. So which is more important? You guys making all the right decisions so you can become successful as possible or you building up your mentee to the point where you're willing to, hey, we may take a step back. We may take two steps back. But at the end of the day, we're doing this because I have an investment or I've invested 
um, I'm invested in you and I want the best, you know, for you. Like I'm putting a lot in you for you to get out of something till you get to the certain point where you can be taking that last shot on your own, whether or not I'm here or not. So I want to be very clear because I think I may have been a little unclear in those last couple sentences. The role of a mentor, you have to always check that with the overall business. So let's say you're a partner with your mentor, as I said. You have to be willing to take a couple steps back, maybe with your mentee making the certain decisions that you know, brought y'all back a little bit, with the understanding that this is going to be what it takes in order for my mentee to run and learn how to sprint moving forward. Now that sprint that, that your mentee has, you may not benefit from it. You may only benefit from what you guys are doing right now. So teaching them to sprint later on may not be, you know, at the top of your mind. However, if you're the mentor, that's the role that we take. It's a sacrifice, you know? So next point, <laughs> the mentor wanting, the mentee wanting to become bigger than the mentor. That's something that I see a lot of mentors having problems with where it, it, it almost may be like a father-son relationship type of thing where you have somebody that you're teaching. You should want them to be better than you. You should want them to become bigger, you know, more successful, all of these different things. So that can present, it, it can strain the relationship in some ways where if the mentor doesn't understand that, you know, just the way you did it, the way you did it as a mentor got you to this point. However, if your mentee wants to get to a further point, you know, if they want to go further in life and whatever particular venture than you were able to go to, then you have to understand that different things may have to be done. Um, you have to understand that they may also have to tap into another mentor. They may have to listen to some other people because it just is what it is. They may not want to be in the same situation that you are in at your age. They may want to be in a totally different situation. So as a mentor, you can't take it as disrespect or your mentee being ungrateful just because they want to, you know, aim a little bit, you know, further than you aimed. You, you, you have to understand that you'd probably be the same way. You'd probably be the same way, which is what made you so successful. But we always want to continue, obviously, to not only challenge ourselves, but to have the people that we're helping, we want them to do better than us. That's what pushes things forward. But that can, you know, how do you tell your mentor that, hey, um, you know, I, you're very successful and, you know, you've, you've taught me so much. However, I, I, um, 
you know, uh, this is when you start stuttering and stuff. Because, you know, if you've if you ever been in that position, it's a tough conversation to have. It's a tough conversation to have. And most people don't even end up having it. You know, where you have to tell somebody like, hey, as successful as you are, I get it. I really appreciate that. But I want to be more successful. Your, your level of success will, is not enough for me. Because you, didn't, you may not have had a mentor. So if, you, if you've already gotten to a certain point and now you can look back on it as a mentor, now you should be able to teach somebody to do it even better than you did. Because you can teach them through, you can guide them through the mistakes. You can guide them through the solutions, all these different areas. But that's when the ego may come in where... You know, you can get a little bit offended when somebody tells you like, oh, yeah, you were real successful, but I want to be better. I want to be better. So these are just some of the points that, you know, come across that can be, that can present a lot of difficult situations um, between a mentor and mentee. So now that I've been bashing the mentors a little bit, let's uh, <laughs> let's kind of switch it over and I'm going to identify some issues that I've noticed when it comes to, you know, the mentees on that side, you know, and, and this is where it helps where every mentor should be, this is something that my mentor told me, every mentor should also be, uh, or every mentee should be a mentor. So if you have a mentor, then you should be a mentor as well. Everybody should be. So this should, this should, um, this is about accountability on both sides. So some of the challenges that mentees have, are wanting things too fast. And this is something that I've seen in the younger generation, um, seen in myself as well. We want stuff quick. You know, things, the world moves a lot faster. You know, nobody wants to just move up, you know, get a raise, you know, every couple of years. And then, no, 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 no. There's too much out here. It's too accessible to grow at a fast rate for us to be still seeing things as they, excuse me, as they were 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. All right? Like, things are moving faster, so therefore we have to adapt. We have to understand. And I feel like I'm on the mentee side when it comes to this, but I've, trust me, I've been on the mentor side where they don't want to work for anything. They don't want to work for anything. They look at it a YouTube video, let's say you got one of these gurus. <laughs> I don't want to say any names, but you got these gurus that I look up to. And they tell you in one minute how to be, how to be a billionaire. And then you're like, shit, I figured it out. All I did was watch a, a minute of video and I know, I know how to become a billionaire. It's done. What can my mentor teach me? I just, I just let my mentor talking about it should take me 20 years to get this amount. Shit, these gurus, they just told me one minute. How to become a billionaire. I'm done. <laughs> so there has to be some sort of balance. You know, there has to be some sort of balance where as the mentee, you have to understand that, you know, as, as much as things are advertised to you with this microwave society, that things are going to happen overnight. True success does not happen overnight. It just doesn't. You know, every situation that I've been in where I thought it was going to be a quick come up, you know, like, oh, this is a great investment, boom, boom, boom. It may have been initially, but if that, but you realize that 
damn, you know, I thought this was going to be quick. Now this this taking longer than than the than the stuff that I thought was long. <laughs> and it puts you with now you got different problems to worry about, stresses, and it's just it just never goes that way. So we have to be very very careful as mentees to not go over the top. And it's like, how do we figure that out? And maybe the best way to figure that out is to talk to as many successful people as you can so you're not just looking at ads on Instagram trying to get you to, to invest in them and that you get successful people that can really give you different backgrounds, their, their, their stories, um, and then you can at least get it from a few different people so you'll have a better understanding of, you know, I think this should take about this long. You know, I don't need to have it as fast. All right, so let's move on to the next point. Mentees thinking they are smarter than their mentors. All right. So because a lot of these kids, you ever try to you ever try to explain or maybe you did it. Maybe your kids did it to you or maybe you've seen it where you're trying to explain how to. It started off with how to send a text message to your parents or how to send a photo how to airdrop, how to put your phone, take your phone off, do not disturb. My, your phone, my dad, you keep your phones on, do not. <laughs> because technology, we grew up in it and they didn't, a lot of times when the technology overlaps with the business, we tend to think that because we're so versed in the technology aspect of it that Oh, well, we know what this can do. They don't know about it, you know, but, but at the end of the day, you, hey, you know, that wisdom, that wisdom, you still, you, you can't disregard that wisdom. So that's just a challenge. And it's a challenge that we have to understand that even though we may be more advanced on a social media side, well, they're more advanced on the emotional intelligence side. They have better interpersonal skills. So we always have to just take everything into account. We can never just look at one side of it. We have to always bring everything together and look at the big picture rather than just focusing on, you know, the, 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 the small details. Or I should say the, the obvious details. We have to look at the small details. We have to understand everything surrounding it rather than just saying like, oh, I'm, I'm better at this. They don't even know how to post a picture. How can they tell me how to advertise on you know, that type of thinking? So the next issue is, and we touched on this on the other end, you know, looking at it from the mentor side, but looking at it from the mentee side is wanting to become more than your mentor. As we said, that can be a little bit unsettling with your mentor and create a little bit of friction in the relationship. However, we have to understand that, and maybe I could have, should have elaborated more of this on the other side, but I, I don't want to miss out. And that we have to understand that sometimes you not only can outgrow a mentor, and as I'm saying this, I'm like, well, can a mentor outgrow a mentee? But no, it, it would be more so if I'm a mentee, if I'm the mentee, sometimes you can outgrow your mentor. And I don't mean that you outgrow them like, hey, I can't do, you're no, you're no use to me anymore. Not at all saying that. There will always be of use. However, if, you have a, if you're trying to learn real estate and your mentor is, 
you know, they, they pretty much were, they were working in, let's say healthcare their entire lives. And then you may want to reach out to and find another mentor that, you know, actually had a real estate background. So it's not necessarily like outgrowing can sound maybe a little harsh. Um, however, we have to, as our goals expand, our resources of who we're tapping into for information has to expand. You know, we have to be reaching out to more people. We have to be learning more things. It's no different in school. If I'm learning math, you know, algebra, if somebody's teaching me algebra, but then now I have to learn geometry, I may want to reach out to somebody else who's more experienced in geometry. Not to say that once I, you know, move on to geometry, I'm going to look at the algebra teacher and be like, man, we, we done with you. Already learned everything I need to from you. I'm good. It doesn't work like that. That's an asshole. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> Rule number one. So all of these different things, you know, depending on what side of it you've, you've been on, maybe more so or not, or what relationships you've had on one side or, uh, you know, being a mentor, or being a mentee, what I'm saying may hit differently and you may align yourself more with one than the other just based on it. But it's really just an overall conversation of how we can understand that these dynamics happen and we have to be able to address them. We have to be able to, you know, understand them so we can move forward in the best way with not hurting anybody's feelings, but us all getting the results that we want to. So the last point that I have is the fact that mentees have tend to have so much access to other successful people. Um, you know, it's never been this easy for somebody to just go on YouTube or just watch somebody every day on Instagram and you feel like, yo, that's my mentor. I interact with them more than my actual mentor because I'm, I'm obsessed with them. I'm going through all their videos, going through all their posts learning about them, reading their books, all these different things, you know, but we have to understand that these people, as I said earlier, they're advertising. So they're going to make it seem like they can tell you how to become a billionaire in 60 seconds. However, they're obviously not telling you nobody's stupid. They're obviously, well, I don't know. I don't think they're telling you everything that it's obviously going to take to become a billionaire. So we have to understand that. And we have to balance ourselves out and not get distracted as mentees where we see somebody that's making it seem like, damn, yo, in just 30 days, now they're driving a Ferrari, now they're driving. Beware the scams, beware the finesse. You know, you'll get finessed out your socks out here. It's to the point where you'll turn down an opportunity thinking another opportunity is bigger because they just marketed it well. So it's no different. You know, beware of the marketing, beware of compromising your real relationship with somebody as your mentor just to go chase somebody on YouTube or Instagram that you think is just so cool and that has all the answers. And they, you know, fly around on private jets and everything like that. Definitely get game from them, figure out, you know, shoot, maybe even figure out how to meet them. But you just always have to put things in proper perspective. So, what do you do when you find out? This is another question that I had. So, we, we, we've gone back and forth. 
with, you know, presenting certain issues with, with mentors and mentees and the dynamics of the relationship, one of the biggest things that I found out are to be challenging when I'm talking to certain people about their, their experiences on either side is when you put somebody on such a pedestal and you find out something about them that is beneath the pedestal that you put them on. So I kind of just transition into that real quickly, but this is something that's a big thing. And this is where it goes back to the beginning because I want to bring everything together as we wrap up. When we put things and people or anything on such a high pedestal, some ways we can be setting ourselves up for disappointment. And this is when it may make sense to compartmentalize things, but it may not. And what I mean by compartmentalizing things is you can have somebody teach you, you know, and you can have such a reverence for them that, how can I explain this? You know, you put them, you look at them in such a positive light, but then when you find out, you, you think they're almost perfect. So then when you find out that, hey, damn, that's questionable, or damn, I didn't know, and it, it could have nothing to do with business, it could be in their personal lives, it could be whatever. But how, do you, how does that affect you? And I've seen that this can make people turn on their mentors and start to excuse, because what, what happens is you start to, you know, you start to feel yourself a little bit. You're a mentee, you start to, you know, get a little success, you start to feel yourself a little bit. And then you're almost looking for a reason to either find a new mentor or you're always looking for something that shows that, yeah, see, I'm just as smart. I'm just as good at making these decisions. I'm, I'm, I'm good. So you're looking for something to almost put a damper or to downplay your mentor. So when you hear of certain things that you may think that is beneath them, or at least beneath the pedestal that you put them on, we tend to just say, see, man, I'm throwing away all that. Like, moving forward, I'm, I don't need that. And you'll, you'll use that to rationalize um, why you may devalue certain information moving forward from them. And we have to be careful doing that. So when I said to compartmentalize, you know, if, you're, if this is your mentor in business and you find out something that was done maybe personally, you know, that doesn't take away everything. Now, obviously, depending on how extreme it is, it's going to make you look at it, you know, different ways. But if it's something that, you know, just doesn't align with your views on certain things, don't, don't throw away, you know, it, don't throw away everything. Don't throw away all the food just because you don't like the bones. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't throw away everything just based on you not aligning on everything. None of us are going to align on everything. Now, if it compromises morals, then, you know, obviously, the, to what extent, you know, how negative something may be, it's going to impact you know, how it may affect how you look at that person in different ways. But I just want to be clear on, you know, sometimes you got to compartmentalize things and just take what you can, you know, in, in the particular issue that you came to take something from and leave everything else. 
you know, take the meat, leave the bones. Or, you know, if you if you like me, you know, you don't eat that meat. Let me let me not get into that. That's a whole nother topic. But um, yeah, so this is just, and and I don't think the, the energy as I'm look, thinking back now on this episode, uh, the energy wasn't really high because it can be. This could be a very a very tough um, thing to go through. You know, very tough when you get to a certain point where any relationship where you feel that one person may have outgrown the other or it just gets to a point where, um, you know, it's not the same energy that it was initially. It, it can present a lot of these problems, but I hope presenting all of these issues that I've seen, whether through my own experiences or with others, um, you know, how we can make sure that we're getting the best out of our relationships. Uh, because that's, you know, what we really want. You know, when you have two people, a mentor and a mentee that, you know, really like each other, that's why you're investing this time in one another. Uh, we, we, want, we want the best for each other. And I think if we just focus on that, if we just have the understanding that, hey, I want what's best for my mentee, However, whatever that means, I want what's best for them, whatever that means, then it'll allow us to have to extend grace to each other, actually, to extend a bit of grace to each other that's needed in any relationship, um, especially when you have two people that, you know, obviously care about each other, um, but two people that, you know, besides just the caring about each other, just two people that um, thought so highly of each other at different times. And there was such an investment on both sides. Um, to work with each other. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. I hope this is something that, you know, you can, you know, take some positive thoughts away when it comes to, you know, your own personal relationships. And maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be a mentee-mentor relationship. Maybe it'll be a relationship with your parents, with your uncles, your significant others, your friends. Now, maybe this is something that will allow us to all just extend grace with people that we know that we're close to that truly want the best for us. But sometimes the dynamics of those relationships can impact it in a way where it doesn't necessarily come across like we all want the best for each other. So over and out, um, please continue to share this, you know, share, just send it to send it to one person, you know, send it to one person, maybe send it to a mentee, maybe send it to a mentor. You know, and then you all can have a conversation about certain things and maybe this can help your relationship. Um, you know, who knows? But with that, over and out, you know, we always finish with strength and honor. Um, everybody have an amazing week. Make this your best week ever. Make this your best week ever. Claim it right now. This is going to be my best week ever. This is where I show the world and more importantly, I show myself you know, who I am, you know, in this, uh, in, as, as my life continues. So make this your best week ever. All right. I will talk to you all very soon. How we here? Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh -huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get him 
Let's go and talk, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it.